You may. 
gentlemen good evening dear friends welcome to another edition of jesus is the answer with kathy ekakunden jingum i am an ambassador of christ jesus and i am your host you are welcome good evening how are you all doing it's sunday and it's thanksgiving service hope you are fine this is the second sunday of the month of january 2023 wow today is already the 8th of january our time flies I was just telling my kids the other day, I said, this year is going to run <laughs> faster than we think. <clears throat> You're all welcome. Before we dive into today's message, let's welcome the Father. Let's welcome Yahweh. Let's welcome the King of Kings, the I am that I am. Let's welcome the Holy Spirit. Father, you are the King of Kings, the mighty man in battle. We welcome you. We worship you before your throne of grace. Father, Father, Lord, we bow before you, Abba, Father. We bow before you, Yahweh. Father, take over me, take over this service. Less of me, more of you. Speak through me, bless your children, Yahweh. And when you are done, take all the glory. I soak myself and everyone listening to me into your precious blood, blood of Jesus. I cover all the equipment that I'm using with your blood, blood of Jesus, Father. Your will, not my will. In Jesus' name of prayed. Amen. Yes, Yahweh, we love you. You make it all. Let's worship our Father. You are so beautiful. You make it all. You are marvelous. You make it all. Oh, we love you, Lord. You to worship him. The Lord, I will love you, Father. I will love you. Yes, Lord, I will love you. I will worship you. I will adore you. Wow, thank you, Yahweh. I will love the Lord. That make it all. Glory, glory, glory. Yes, Lord. That is the first commandment in the Bible. Yes, Lord. Oh my God. Thank you, Father. Mm. 
They are the works of men. You are the only God. There is none like you. Yes, Yahweh, there is none like you, Abba Father. You are the I am that I am. The beginning and the end, the Alpha and Omega. The works of men. You are the most high God. There is none like you. my apostle singing you can find her on soundcloud queen belema abili she's on soundcloud her worships are powerful her praise are marvelous she is blessed God. come on they are the works of men and you There is none like you. Mm. All the gods, all other gods, they are the works of men. You are the most high God. Mm. There is none like you. There is none like you, Yahweh. Yes, Lord. Mm-hmm. We worship you. We worship you, Yahweh. The message today is titled Motives. 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 What are your motives? In anything you do, there is a reason behind it. Either they are good or they are bad. You are serving at your place of work so they can recognize you probably and give you a permanent contract probably for promotion you are being a good wife to your husband so he can talk about you boastfully you show you are a kind and a lovely sister-in-law to your in-laws a daughter-in-law a good one your mother-in-law can defend you when time comes or you are just a nice person there are always motives behind what we do. There are always motives. But when we come to God, if we have them and we have a negative one, then we are fooling ourselves. Remember, He's an all knowing God. Our motives should be clean and clear. I'm coming to God, I'm repenting, living. The world, the sinful life I used to live, to come to him because it's just the right thing to do. This is no coincidence like this song. We shall love the God, the Lord our God. Let me sing it. I will love the Lord who make it all. I will love the Lord who make it It's just the right. That is the first and most important commandment. We should love our Lord, our God, with all our heart, our mind, our soul. And the second one is also as important. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. So you come into God wanting to love him, to be nice, to be good. It's because it's the right thing to do. And it's a commandment. He has commanded us to do that. Don't come to God repenting because of just the things you want. Then your motives are wrong. Oh, I have committed sin. I have masturbated. I was not supposed to masturbate. Oh, it's a sin. I cheated on my wife. I'm fornicating. And now 
probably you are doing all of this and somebody preached to you or you stumble on my messages and I'm saying fornication is a sin, masturbation is a sin, adultery is a sin, repent of your sin or you go to hell, repent. Jesus is calling you and you're like, oh my God, yes, I have to repent. Okay, so that Jesus will forgive me. It's a good thing you're repenting, you don't want to go to hell. But then what is your motive after that? Are you going to hold on to Jesus because it's the right thing to do to follow him and to stay safe? Or okay, you go before him, he forgives you and you go back doing the same thing. My dear, you are deceiving yourself, you will not be safe. When you ask him for forgiveness, in as much as he will keep forgiving you. But then when you are committing that act, the Lord is not there with you. When you ask him to forgive you, you forgive you. But in the process of you doing it, of you masturbating, the enemy has a right to strike you. You didn't know that. When you commit the sin, quite all right, and you come and you ask him, he's a merciful father. We don't deserve his mercy, but yet he keeps forgiving us. He will forgive you. Just like Jesus told the, the lady who was committing adultery. He said, I've not come to condemn you. Right? He said, but go and see no more. That woman was fortunate on that day. Those people came, brought her to Jesus. This is what the law is saying. We have to stone her to death. What do you say? Jesus said, who know you amongst you here? The person who knows they have not committed anything. She picked the first stone and stoned her. And they dropped their stone and they left. And he said, your accuser, they did not. And she said, no, they did not. He said, I will not do it. But next time you might not be fortunate. That is what Jesus meant by go and sin no more. Because next time I might not be here. Probably you're committing that sin in zone A. Today I'm in zone A. You are fortunate they brought you to me. And their intention was not even because if they knew that that woman, Jesus was going to save that woman, what he's going to say, they would have stoned that woman where they found her committing the act. But they came there because they wanted to trap him to hear what he's going to say. So today you have committed it. I was in zone A with you. Tomorrow you might commit it instead of zone A. I'm in zone B or I'm in zone C. I will not be there. They will look for me. They will not find me. They will stone you to death. And you will not make heaven because you were caught in an act that is a sin. So you who masturbate and you come to him, you ask him to forgive you. He forgives you. And you're like, oh, I'll go back to Jesus. Oh, the edge has come. You have to fight it. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, right? Against power and principalities in high places. That's why we have to stay in God's presence. Because at times when that edge comes, it's not even you. It's the devil who is pushing you. Go and masturbate. Oh, you are a church brother now. Since you are in the choir, they say you don't have a girlfriend. Because if you have a girlfriend, you are fornicating. And everybody will know that's a sin. Now you are in your house alone. You can masturbate. Nobody is here seeing you. Jesus is watching. He is seeing you. And the devil that is whispering all these things in your mind, making you to think, oh, it's the right thing to do. I'll go out clean. You are not doing it for man. You are not living that life for people to applaud you. Even in the darkest night, when you think people are not seeing you, God is there. He's watching. He's seeing you. So at that time that you are committing that sin, you are masturbating, the devil can strike you and you will fall and you will die and you will not make heaven. Oh, it's okay. Let me just go and fornicate. Let me do it quickly. We just meet. I call the man. We meet in the hotel or somewhere. We just meet us somewhere. Nobody will know out of town. Okay. You will drive your car. I will drive my car. Let's meet somewhere. You are living in Houston. This one is living in, in Texas. It's okay. Let's go. And Dallas. It's okay. Let's go to California. You drive her drive. Or oh, you are both living in Texas. It's okay. Uh, let's meet somewhere else. You drive in your own. I drive and we meet there. Nobody will know. God is seeing you. He knows. What if in that process, you are in that hotel room, the enemy strike, heart attack, and bam, one of you gives up. What will you do? You will not leave the dead body there and run. You will call police because first you will be in panic. You are confused. You will be shouting. And even if you run, they will trace that you came in there with that person. Especially in developed countries. They will trace you. They will know that this hotel, somebody came in with this person. They will take their cameras and they will see. And they, let it take them one year. They will trace you. Ten years, they will trace you. So you'll be facing now judgment here. And you are not clean with your father at the same time. And that one who even, probably the one who even 
survive if we repent but you who die in that act you are going to hell this one who is alive okay they might persecute this one take this one to court judge this one give her five years imprisonment probably they have done whatever they need to do and they say that okay it was such attack they didn't really kill her but because she was an accomplice she didn't report the matter she ran away or he ran away they were imprisoning them probably five years after five years they will come back and let me tell you they will repent and you who have died in that act you are going to go to hell. So our motive should be right when we come to God. I'm asking him to forgive me because it's the right thing to do. I don't want to do it again. I've been struggling with sin. I don't want to sin. I keep telling lies. I say, oh, Father, I will not again forgive me. But you find yourself doing it. Okay, it's a struggle. But when you go and ask him to forgive you, you must not talk, control your tongue. When you're somewhere, people are talking, mm, bite your mouth. You say, mm -mm, I won't talk, not today, not tomorrow. Walk out of that place. If it's a place of work, you don't need to bear witness. Leave. You must not talk. Let's learn to control our mouth. Stay away from sin. What is your motive? The book of Matthew. Let me read James first. James 4, 2, 3 says. When. Sorry. James 4, 2, 3. You want what you don't have. So you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wish war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are wrong. You want only what gives you pleasure. Amen? Amen. Remember Matthew 7, 7 says, Ask, seek, knock, it shall be given unto you. Verse 8 says, whosoever acts shall receive, right? But the book of James 4, 2 is telling us that we don't receive the things we ask because our motives are wrong. We want them for our own pleasure. Will you agree with me that most things we ask, we ask are missed because we want them for our own pleasure. Oh, Father, bless me with a car. I want, when I get this car, the one I'm going to show Africans, now they have a new say, pepper them. I will show them something. I'm going to bluff. That's what pepper them means. Like, I will bluff. I'm going to make, you know, I will make faces. I will boast. I'm going to show them something in this town. When they see my car, they'll know I'm the happening babe in town. Yes, I'm a babe of class. You will not have that car. You will not see money to buy that car. You will not get the money to buy that car because your motives are wrong. If you say, Father, give me this car. I want a nice car. I've been having this one for over how many years? It's giving me trouble, right? Or because my, I have a big family now, so I can accommodate me and my kids. Father will give you. Even if you're a single person, Father, I need a good car, at least comfort. Remember, Jesus said he has come to give us life and give us more abundantly. So we are entitled to live good life here on earth, to have a good house, a good car. But what are your motives when you have all these things? Is it to bluff, to show people, to rub it in people's face? Your neighbor who is poor or your family members or your friends who are poor, is it for you to rub it in, to show them that, oh, we are not on the same level? And you'll be committing a sin. And God will not be happy. He will not grant it. And even if you struggle, you take a loan or you invest all your money on it, there will be no happiness. You will have no happiness there. Yeah, the people have all these things, but they don't have happiness because their motives are wrong. God will allow them to achieve that thing, but there is no happiness. At the time when you think you are going to have that car, people applaud you. You pack it, people will not even say a word. It will not even mean anything to them. When they see you come, you want to bluff, so they will show all like, look at you like, wow, really? You afford this? You can afford this? You, this is your latest car and this? Wow. Yeah, you say, yes, I bought it. I paid cash, $50,000, 50,000 euros and this. And people to look at you like, wow, a big girl. People will not even say anything. Maybe you'll be the one telling, ah, you've not seen my new car. Ah, really? Ah, congratulations. And they go their way. That's all you will get. But when your motives are right just to buy it and you live a simple life, you are not proud. Ah, 
are the same James, James 4, 6 says, and he gives grace generously as the scripture says, God opposes the proud and gives grace to humble people and gives grace to the humble rather. Let me tell you what God told me on the 23rd of April, 2021, when God called me to do his work. God has anointed me himself. We did a fast. And my apostle said, God is going to anoint people. And I felt it like a crown was being he- worn on my head. That was September of 2020. And 2021, God called me. He said, he has called me. He has put a sword in my right hand. I should go and deliver the women in Africa. He gave me instructions. He said, I should go and preach on the radio station, radio com television. And he went further to say, when I start taking you places, don't be proud. Three times. Do you know the meaning of him saying that three times? Emphasis is emphasizing. When I start taking you places, I have it on the video. It was recorded. God spoke through my mouth. And later, I was afraid. I cried for two days. I said, who am I to preach the gospel? Who am I? Father, I was seeking you to make peace with you, to repent, to live right so I can make heaven. I did not come to become a woman of God. But who am I to decide? Even at that, I was still preaching. I was not feeling comfortable when somebody addressed me like, as woman of God, or some, I'll say somebody, or, the, or even somebody would text me, I would just laugh. I'll be like, hmm, me, woman of God. God had to rebuke me again. He said, Stop saying this. Like, you are good as you are, you are complete. I have chosen you, and nobody can stop it. So, stop feeling inferior, like you are not worthy to be called a woman of God or to preach my gospel. No. You are complete, you are as you are. And I have chosen you. And there is nothing anyone can do about it. But God told me, when I start taking you places, do not be proud. Three times, someday I will be led to play that video here. It's a video, but I'll play the audio so you can hear it. God spoke. And I was like, wow. Unfortunately, when they started recording it, you know, it was almost towards the end. But he has said things. He would take me places. I should not be proud when he starts taking me places. So you will have all these things and you are going around being proud. God hates a proud person. That one will come and be rubbing in people's face, think people applaud you. No, God will not. But the one who will be so humble, who even see people on the road, let me give you a lift now, or this or that. That one, people will be the one to like, wow, your car is so nice. So well, we thank God for provision. It's God myself. I don't even know. And this, that's the one people even be like hailing. Or you buy a house. And you're making parties, inviting people for people to come and see. People just can't. They will eat. Like your food you cook, your money you use. They will eat and go. And oh, nice house. So it's good. After, what else? Nice house. They'll go back to their homes. They will not stay in your home. They will not come and be say, oh, let me sleep in your home now. Your home is too nice. Be the one who buys the house because, Father, I have a large family, please. I need that we should live comfortably, give us space. Just like Jesus said, he has come to give us life and abundance. Yeah, we have to enjoy this life here before we go to heaven in paradise. Let us start enjoying the life here, the good things that life can offer. Father, give me space. I need space. I need a spacious house where my kids can play, they can run around, where I can also, you know, I can even accommodate strangers or people who come in town that have nowhere to sleep. I can even offer them. I have a spare room in my place. Like something like that. God will see your heart and he will give it to you. That is what the book of James is saying. That we ask we don't have. He doesn't give us because our motives are wrong. So from today, when you are praying, whatever thing you are asking your father, make sure your motives are right. You can't even pretend. No matter how you hide it. Deep in you that God knows it all. It's so stupid. I look at it like foolishness. I don't even know what to, to say when I see people go before God. How can you even pretend to God? Like seriously. God is not a man. He's all-knowing. He knows your thoughts. So how do you think you can pretend? He knows it all. Like in the book of Matthew 15, 8. 
Matthew 15 verses 86, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Which is true. He knows. You'll see people inquire. Oh my God, they have the best voice. They are blessed. They will sing. They will sing. They will like they are doing everything. And some people who are in the church, like back home in Africa, where we clean the church ourselves. You go to church yourself. Okay, this week is the choir that is cleaning. This week is the women's group. Cali Church, for example, CWA, they are the one cleaning. This week is the men's group. The next week is the, the um, ushers. The next week is this and that. You know, they have people who come and they clean groups. And they clean. And there are some people, they don't miss anything. They will go there and clean. Even on their own, they will volunteer. They say, we are cleaning the church compound today. You will see them. They will go there and volunteer, clean. They are always in church. But their hearts are not right with God. They don't have a relationship with him. That is what God is saying here. He knows our hearts. You can't even pretend. If you are doing that for show, for people to see, for people to recognize, they'll be like, wow, this woman is always in church. Oh, this woman is so kind. This woman is always working before they say this in church. She is there. She's in the children's department. She is helping. She is do-. That's all you will get. At the end of the day, your father will say, depart from me. I know you not. What is more important? For God to recognize what you are doing or for people. Live for God, not for man. Let our motives from today begin to be right with God. Let me tell you people what happened. I've shared this a, a couple of times. When a friend of mine called me, a big friend of mine, she called. And uh, she left a message, actually. She left me a message. I was at work. That was sometime last year or two years ago. Was it last year? We're not 2023, right? And she left a message. That was May 2021. Yes, there about May, June 2021. She left a message. She was like, oh, I've not heard from you for a, for a long time now, so I'm checking on you. And I was feeling like, oh, she's a big friend. I should be the one to check on her and blah, 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 blah. So I decided now to... To send her a message and I said, oh, I've missed you. I was thinking of calling on, I was thinking of putting a call through, making a call through you to call you and whatever. But the truth is, I missed her. I've been thinking of her, but I never thought of calling her. Immediately I sent that message that, oh, I was thinking of calling you. Lo and behold, I felt like something in me cried. That was the spirit in God. Why? Like, why did you lie? And I, like, I catch myself. I, I came back to myself. Like, what did I do? I just sinned. I just lied. And I cried. I cried for two days. The whole of that day at work, I was begging God. God was quiet. My conscience, I was like, why did I do this? I came home, nothing. I was cooking, talking. I repented. The following day, I went to work. I made breakfast. After I've eaten, I've drunk my coffee. I went to the sink. I was washing my plates. I was crying to God. And I was saying, Father, forgive me. Have mercy. Have mercy. I have sinned against you. Have mercy. And God said, you see the way you are feeling? That is how I feel when my children, they lie. Make a video and tell them. Tell them. The way you are feeling now, grief, that's how you feel each time we lie. Imagine how many people are here on earth. How many people lie every day? How many people commit sin every day? He said, this way you are feeling. That's how I feel every day. To me, I was pleasing my friend. My big friend, she has sent me a message. Okay, let me also reply her. Make her feel good. Think like, oh, she's also thinking of me. It's not just me. Probably I was fast to write her. She would have. I didn't even call her. Yeah, because the truth is, I, I, I didn't think of calling her. I had to say that to please her, which was wrong. Pleasing her and displeasing God. So we should know that God is the most important person in our life. We should always think of pleasing him and not man. Let our motives in everything we do, we should think of God. How will God feel? How will God look at this thing? Put God first and not man. Make sure you are doing this because it's the right thing to do. Not because you want to gain something. Not because, like I even made a short video. I was supposed to paste. I tried to summarize the message, but 
I said, this mission, I can't summarize it. I don't know what I'm going to do it. I end up, I didn't even post it. But time when it's too long, I try to compress the message and post on WhatsApp. Maximum, you have probably about seven, eight videos of 30, 30 seconds each. When it goes beyond, probably just about very few people will get the message. People don't have patience to listen, right? And my target is to make them get the message, not just to see me. And I told them, I said, if my motives of coming out here daily making videos is for me to get views oh how many people have viewed my statues on this and that then i'm deceiving myself but if i'm making it because i want somebody to be safe i'm bringing the gospel i'm putting the gospel out there to reconcile somebody with the father for somebody to repent then i'm giving credit to god and credit god will instead reward me those views might not even be what he will reward me spiritually he will remove i will increase i will grow probably the way i will be preaching will be more he will give me other gifts that i didn't have oh, you don't know we grow every day by day the anointing is not just once like he said i've anointed you and that is it the anointing keep increasing as you are doing his work he keep increasing and what is your motive your motive just to make people see you and say oh this one has not repented then you fool yourself and anyone I believe anyone who even pretend, you can't do it for long because I'm not receiving any payment. So if you're out there doing it because you want somebody to pay or people to applaud you, you can't do it for long. For close to three years now, 4th of August of 2020, that I repented after I woke up from a terrible dream that I was in a room waiting to be judged. And I knew I was not making heaven. As I repented, I started making videos. I used to make videos and post on my WhatsApp status because I was really into sport and weight loss, you know. So I will make videos challenge. I even had a group, Fit Sisters. I will make a video. I will post. I will tell them what we are eating. This week we are doing this challenge. The next week I was so keen on what I eat, what I don't eat to work out so i was like okay now i've repented i can't keep making this video i have to make videos to save people that was before i was even before i even received the call that was before i even received the call as i repented that august september i was anointed september because i remember the day i had something a dress we call kaba it's a free dress I can remember very well. We did a seven days. Was it seven or three days fast? It is seven or three days dry fast. And at the end of the fast, that is what happened. So I surrender. God anointed me and started using me months later. Officially, he said, I am now working for him. I'll be working for him. He's anointed me. I should go and do this. But before then, from that August 4th, to April 2021, I have been preaching. Now, if my motive was just to show people, to show my face, don't you think I would have gotten tired by now? I would have given up. Like nobody is paying me. Probably you, you, my post for a whole week, nobody will say anything. But I know it's doing something to them. It's leading them to Christ. If not, they'll not come back and be watching the videos. So I give God all the glory. They don't need to write me and tell me, oh, he's helping me. In as much as the time is good, so you can share people's testimony to bring other people. Because testimony brings people to God. They believe more when they see that's how human nature is. In as much as I, I would like people to write to me or send me this and say, oh, this message was for me. Some do, but not as much as the, 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 the people who view I have steady people who come out there and they will view like no day will pass without them coming out there. So if I was doing it because I want to have views or for people to applaud me, my day I would have been, I would have long left it because the encouragement is not there. It's not from them. But I feel when I do it, I feel this satisfaction in me. When the message, if I'm not, if I don't release this message, I don't feel peace. So it's like a burden in me. You have to, because God said, I'm going to be his mouthpiece. So once he dropped a message, I have to put it out there. That's how you know a true servant and a fake one. The one who has come there just for this or that. They will do it for a while. After a while, you won't see them. There are people who are watching me. They have gone. They have come back. I'm still there. <laughs> they have come back. I'm still there. So, my dear brethren, make sure your motives are right when you go before God. Even in your private time, in anything you do. Even at your place of work. Self-rightly because they pay you. Do a nice job. 
Don't do it because you want your supervisors to see and they recommend you. No, it's your duty to do it. Do your work and you do it clean and you go. Okay? So let's thank our Father for everything he has done for us, for being there for us, taking care of us. 2022 was a wonderful year and this one is going to be a better year because this is our year of harvest. We are going to harvest all we have been sowing all this year. Our Father is ready to bless us with everything and we thank him. Father, we thank you. We can't thank God enough. We can't thank him enough. He is a faithful father. He is a faithful father. So let's begin to glorify him as we praise as we praise him all the time. The Lord is good. Come on. Can you give your father thanks? Mm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That you have loved on. Come on. Hey. Give you all the praise. We give you all the honor. We give you all the honor. Thank you, my Lord. We are saying thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Lord. We are saying thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my Lord. sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. Come on. As we are unto thee the sacrifice things of thanksgiving as we are unto thee the sacrifice of praise. Hallelujah. We bring the sacrifice of praise. Come on, stand up and dance. Of the Lord, we bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. As we honor unto thee, the sacrifice, things of thanksgiving, as we honor unto thee. The sacrifice, things of praise. Oh yeah, eh, that's that's yeah, that's yeah, that's it. Hey, come on, is somebody dancing? Eh, 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 mama dunsa. Eh, eh. Yes, Lord. Dance to the Lord. Come, let's 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 dance to the Lord. Come. Oh, they change the beatings. Come on, let's go with the flow. Eh. Eh, 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 eh. Dance to the Lord. Come, let's dance to the Lord. Come, let's dance to the Lord. Come, let's dance to the Lord. Yeah, Come, let's dance to the Lord. 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 Iyelele, 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 iyelele. Come, let's dance to the Lord. Iyelele, 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 iyelele. Come, let's dance to the Lord. 
Alléluia. 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 When you see me dance, I'm dance like a winner, man. Eva. Jesus. I'm dancing like a winner, man. A winner, man. Dance like a winner, man. I hope you are dancing. You are a winner, man. You are an overcomer. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Yahweh, for all you have been doing for us. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We are ready. I am ready. I can speak for myself. See me dance. I'm dancing like a winner money. A winner money. A winner money. It's Thanksgiving service. Get up. I'm going to thank Father for your life. For all you have been through, He's been there with you. He has seen you through that difficult period when you were sick. They say you will not make it. You came out of the hospital. You are alive. You were jobless. He still made a way for you. You never went to bed on an empty stomach. Somehow, he always provided for you. You are about to be evicted. He sent somebody to pay your bills. Oh, he is a faithful father. He is a miracle-walking God. Begin to thank him. Give him all the praise and adoration. Thank him for your life. Thank you for the gift of life. Thank him for last week and thank him for today. And this week, we commit it into his hands. So come on, let's begin to dance because we are winners. What the enemy thought was going to kill us, God turned it around for our good. So we have to celebrate. The enemy thought we would die in 2022. No, they did everything to kill us. But God brought us out safely as winners. And here we are, 2023. So we have every reason to celebrate. I win our money. And give him thanks. Our money. Don't forget your motives behind everything you are doing. Put God first. Remember, you can't you can fool him. He knows it all. Mm. Mm. Yes. I am dancing. Dancing, begin to dance. Double, 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 double
My blessing double double, your blessing double double. Double double anointing. Everything is double double. Yes, Lord. Everything is double double. Our God is good all the time. All the time, our God is good. Until we meet again, go out, spread love, share love. I love you all. The love of God, you are blessed. Bye-bye.